Pick our Bibles up, wave them around, make Jesus glad and the devil mad. Let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm glad to be tuned in tonight, not only to live stream, but to your frequency, the Holy Ghost frequency, whereby he speaks to me. And Lord, you've spoken to me through your word. And so, Holy Spirit, shine your light, illuminate me so that my faith grows, my spirit is developed, and I will accomplish what I'm supposed to accomplish in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to read out of Isaiah tonight, a couple of places, Isaiah 43, 26, and also while you're getting Isaiah, Isaiah 55. And we'll start with Isaiah 43, 26 first. And it says, God is speaking to the Israelites, and he said, Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. And uh, another, another version says, Set forth your cause. Another one says, State your case. Another one says, tell what plea you have to bring forward. Notice God is inviting us and even challenging us to come to him as in a legal case, that you may be justified. And then in Isaiah 55, verse 11, it says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. And so tonight I just want to preach uh, uh, and teach a, a simple message entitled, Plead Your Case. Plead Your Case. You know, our God is a covenant-keeping God. And he is just, he is righteous. The Bible says that he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll make it good. Book of Numbers 23 says that. And so, our God cannot lie. What he says goes. His word accomplishes what he pleases. His word that comes out of his mouth. And his word prospers in the thing to which it is sent. And so here we, here in Isaiah 43, we're, we're challenged, we're invited to plead our case with him. To set forth our reasons and to state our cases. You know, God responds to faith based on knowledge. I want you to think about that. God responds to faith based on knowledge. You know, an earthly judge listens for facts, not theories. You don't, you listen, if you're a lawyer and you come into that courtroom, you better not have a bunch of theories. You better have some facts. And, uh, and the judge listens for evidence, not rumor. Hearsay evidence is thrown out. It's no good. You've got to have evidence and uh, firsthand evidence. And uh, lawyers often, when they're arguing a case, refer to legal precedent. In fact, that's exactly why we have a lawsuit. Glorious Way Church has signed on to a lawsuit. And our attorney has filed that lawsuit against our governor and our attorney general, not because we're mad at them, but we want to establish a better precedent in Texas so that whatever comes around again, let's just 
say that Dr. Fauci is right. He's saying right now, he's prophesying that this is going to rise again next fall. I say it's not going to rise again next fall. I say it's going to wither and die and not, and not ever come back. That's what I'm saying. I think we ought to all say that. He doesn't speak for me. But uh, let's just suppose that were the case. Well, you, you, you know, then the government could come back and do everything they've just got through doing. They could shut the church down. They could stop us from having church. They could just declare that we're not essential. Well, Pastor, but that's not what happened. Well, that's happened, but it's not a precedent yet. It only becomes a precedent when a bad law is removed from the books and the legislature replaces it. And the law that gave uh, these little mayors and these little county judges all over our state, how many, 254 counties, all of them, became instant dictators. They all decided they had total rule over our lives. And uh, isn't it funny that everything was uh, one size fits all? I tell you, we need a better precedent. We need a better precedent. And so that's why we're doing what we're doing. And I believe the Supreme Court is going to grant us that injunction. And I believe that when it's all said and done, we'll have a cause to set before our state legislators. And they'll have some political cover for going back and passing a new law and forbidding these uh, individual cities and, and counties from taking our rights away from us for just any kind of reason at all, basically because of a theory. The theory was that social distancing and hand washing and masks and all of this stuff and, and stay-at-home orders would reduce uh, deaths. Actually, that wasn't even the purpose. It was to reduce, uh, it was to flatten the curve. Well, the curve flattened, but it didn't, had nothing to do with any of these things as they're trying to take credit for it. Why am I going into this? I'm just saying, look, the judge is looking for evidence. So is God. Sometimes we're a little bit lackadaisical in our prayer life. Sometimes when we, when we come to God and we have a situation that needs to change, we're, we're getting in, in, into something like, oh God, oh God, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Listen, listen, he doesn't, I mean, your tears don't move God. It's only facts based on faith of his word. I mean, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. And so we need uh, a legal precedent. We need uh, uh, a previous, in a, in, a, in a courtroom, previous rulings in similar cases persuades the judge. So use that in your prayer life. When he's inviting you to come and set forth your reasons. State your cause. Let him know what it is that you want him to do that he hasn't done. Because he said it, amen? And his word is truth. Put God in remembrance. I mean, isn't it interesting? It says, put me in remembrance. Do you suppose God forgot? Do we need to remember, remind him because he forgot? No, he didn't forget, but he wants you to prove that you know that you have legal standing. He wants to hear you say it. You know, the judge is, that's hearing a case, he already knows the case law. He studied the case that's before him. He knows how he would like to rule, but he's not necessarily going to rule that way if the lawyer doesn't have a good argument because he doesn't want to look, you know, foolish. The judge doesn't. He wants to make sure that when he rules, he rules on the law and not on emotion. And so God is that way. God 
it shows when we put him in remembrance of his word, it shows that we have knowledge. And so we ought, to, we ought to try, if we're in a habit of being emotional when we pray, let's get our emotion under, under control and let's find the facts of the Word of God and let's conduct a legal proceeding with God. And uh, you, might just, you might be surprised at how effective that is. I have a testimony, but it was about this time of the year in 1988. So that's been a long time ago, 32 years ago. In the month of March, I was laid off of my job. I've told this testimony recently. And uh, I felt in my spirit that God, that was a promotion. I had been wanting to get back in the home building business. And so I, I was taking steps to do that. I had talked to three businessmen who agreed with me for $25,000 start my business. Uh, I let them know I wasn't looking for partners. I wasn't looking for them to give me any money. I just wanted their agreement in prayer. And uh, one of them came back to me and, and wanted to be my partner. He, he felt really impressed. And I tried to get out of it. I, I said, well, I don't have any, any desire for a partner. I don't need a partner. I just need money. I, I can't very well, you know, I, he said, well, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. You think about it. So while he was gone out of town, I started praying about it. And God changed my heart. And I got peace about it. Uh, going into business with this gentleman. And so <clears throat> he got back in town and I started trying to call him. And by this time I'm talking about I'm broke. I don't have a job. There's no income. I mean, I'm getting <laughs> ready to make the deal, you know. And finally, uh, you know, I talked to him one day and he was backing out. And he said, I just lost my peace. I'm just changed my mind. Uh, I just don't need to be in business right now. I've got some other things that are on me and that I appreciate it. And, and when I hung up the phone, I was angry. Not at him and not at God, but I was just angry at my situation. And, uh, and I began to quote God's word to him. And God had given me Isaiah chapter 45, uh, verses 1 through 3. And it's right here uh, close by, if you're right there. And I, and I said, God, didn't you tell me that I was like Cyrus? Didn't you tell me that you would strengthen my right hand to subdue nations before, him, before me? And that you would loose the loins of kings to open before me the two-leaved gates? And, uh, and you'd go before me and make the crooked places straight. You'd break in pieces the gates of brass and cut asunder the bars of iron. Didn't you tell me? And I started just repeating these verses. And I was being kind of loud about it. Gladys was in the room with me. I was, had just hung up the phone. And I was, man, I was walking up and down. <laughs> and I was conducted by legal case. And in the middle of my talking and blustered, I took a breath to say another statement. And in my spirit, I heard, where do kings live? See, loose the loins of kings. He said, where do kings live? And I, thought, and I said it out loud. I said, where do kings live? And then it hit me, this gentleman, he lived in Kingwood, and as a matter of fact, he lived in King's Forest in Kingwood. <laughs> and so, so I started laughing. And I, I started laughing, you know, because God interrupted my prayer. And then after I started laughing, I saw this gentleman's driveway, and he had two-leaf gates. He had, in order for me to go to see him, those gates had to open, and I'd drive in his driveway. And God showed me a picture of his gates opening up. And that's exactly what this scripture said. And I'd never connected the two ever. I'd never, 
Never connected the two. And I said, well, God, what do you want me to do? He said, no. He said he's lost his peace. He said, you call him and tell him what I said. I said, well, God, I can't prophesy money out of this man's pocket now. I, you know, that was my concern all along. Remember, I, I told you I can't, I can't do that. I just, he said, you call him and tell him, and then you leave it up to him to make a decision. And that's exactly what I did. did. And a month later, we were in the home building business. <laughs> And that's what I'm talking about. Plead your case. Get the emotion out of it. I'm telling you, God knows how to move. I, you know, when you, when you discover that it's not your tears, it's not your emotion, it's just the facts. What are the facts of the Word of God? I mean, you know, I'm telling you, we have a, a place with God because we're coven He's a covenant-keeping God. He watches over His Word to perform it. And when he speaks, when the word goes out of his mouth, it accomplishes what God wants to accomplish. It prospers in the thing whereto it's sent. So didn't God say that we would look back on 2020 and say, my, my, this has been the greatest year of my life. Didn't God say that to us a few months ago? Uh, actually, September the 19th, 2019. That's exactly when he said it. And didn't he say that? I believe he meant it. Did that word go out of his mouth? Well, it went out of his mouth through my mouth to you. And, uh, and so, didn't he say that we'd get a triple promotion? Now, didn't he say, you know, that you ought to make a faith promise? Did you make one? Did you make a faith promise? Have you paid anything on that faith promise? See, these are some facts. These are some facts that you can come to the, to the Lord right in the middle of this coronavirus uh, uh, mess that's going on. I mean, the whole country shut down. And some of you uh, may be uh, unemployed now, or maybe some of you have had to take a cut in pay, or maybe some of you, your, your investments have, have gone down in value. Listen, this is a perfect time to plead your case. You've got a word from him. And so just go down that. I, I encourage you to get, break your copy of that word out. I mean, it, it was on uh, online. We had it on the website. I think it's still on there. Uh, you listed all the things that your, that your greatest year yet would look like. You put a list of things that you were, that you were believing for, your health, your family, your, your finances, all kinds of things. Did you make a list? Then go over that list. Hold that list in front of God. Look what I put down here. And you said that you were going to move on my behalf. I know you cannot lie. I know, God. I know that your word came to me and it accomplished what you pleased. Your word prospered in me. See? I mean, facts. Facts. I mean, you're pleading your case with facts. <laughs> you're putting him in remembrance. You're doing exactly what he challenged you to do. In fact, it's not really an invitation. It's a challenge. And I believe that, that when we begin to act... Uh, in accordance with the Word, we can be blessed with, the, with what the Word says we can have. And so, then at the end, you can say, therefore, I believe I receive everything you said was mine. And I drive out every trespasser, every poacher, all that the enemy has tried to do to subvert your Word. I render him null and void. I render him ineffective in the name of Jesus. See, that's another thing. If you're going to possess your land, you're going to have to dispossess the enemy out of it. And so these are kind of things that you can do as you begin to 
plead your case. I cancel every assignment of the enemy in the name of Jesus. I tell you, I double dog dare you <laughs> to take this word and do it. And I know some of you, I mean, you can take a look at your checkbook, your bank balance. You can take a look at your, your uh, stock portfolio. You can take a look at your business. You can take a look at all kinds of, of, of evidence that looks contrary. But I'm telling you, we have greater evidence. We have the seed of the word of God that came forth out of his mouth. He cannot lie. And he gave you his word, and it shall be performed. He hastens over his word to perform it. Amen. And so then you begin to thank him for it. In fact, let's just lift our hands right now. Father, we thank you that this is the greatest year yet. It might not look like it. It not, might not feel like it. But God, we know that you're moving on our behalf. And things are quickly turning around. And everything the devil meant for evil is coming out for our good. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody shouted amen. I can hear those amens coming through the camera. They're so loud. <laughs> well, I preached myself happy. <laughs> and I tell you, God is faithful over his word. He is faithful.